Welcome to the Joe Rogan Experience Experience. If you're enjoying the show, please be sure to leave a like, comment, and subscribe. You can follow us on Instagram at J-R-E-E Podcast. You can send us an email at jreepodcast at gmail.com. And if you feel like supporting the show, you can do so at patreon.com slash jreepodcast. Thank you so much for listening and enjoy the show. You are now listening to the Joe Rogan Experience Experience with Chico, Simon, Kamar, and your host, Matt Thorne. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Joe Rogan Experience Experience. My name is Matt Floyd. I'm joined, as always, by Kamar. Greetings and salutations. And Simon. Hello. Gentlemen, how was your week? Oh, great week. Just watching football and sports and... Nothing really happened at all. Simon? Simon, how was your week, Simon? It was... Oh, my God. What a piece it, of shit. It was, uh, it was a long week, Matt. I'm glad it's over. Simon had a long week. All right. Uh, for those of you joining us for the first time, what we do here is simple. Um, we all listen to every episode of the Joe Rogan Experience this week, and normally we rate each episode as well as the week on a scale of one to five Jamie Vernons, and then normally we would discuss uh, the comings and goings this week at the old experience. Uh, but this week, there were no episodes. So instead of doing a normal episode in a post show, what we're going to do is we're just going to talk to you guys for a few minutes, do the Patreon stuff, and then uh, we're going to drop you guys an old episode of our Patreon series, This Won't Age Well. And uh, that's all you're getting this week. You can blame Joe. Who last I saw was ice fishing. Yes. I believe that's last anyone who doesn't know him personally saw. Matt and I were discussing theories of what possibly was going on. I'm not trying to create panic, but he was on thin ice. (laughs) I said possibly he was at like a family friend's for Christmas and they did a little bit of fishing as opposed to them being out on like a hunting trip or something. I'll pay that. Yeah. And I had no, uh, I just said he was clearly ice fishing. How's that not a fucking penalty? Happy New Year in the side of the helmet. Yes, Happy New Year to everyone. Uh, and if you're Australian, well, we wish you the best. We want to make sure everyone's all right down there. That yep. is just fucking bonkers, man. It's insane. I saw a terrible. Um, I mean, there are some terrible pictures. We've going all around. seen them. The one of the the baby came. Yeah, that is fucking horrible. They said 500 million animals. Yeah, they're losing a lot of animals. 500 million. Yeah, well, if you think about it, they live. No, of course. Where they yeah, live yeah. just happens so fast. Insane. And remember, too, like we say this all the time, but everybody lives around the outskirts of Australia. That whole middle is just owned by animals. Mm-hmm. And uh, we hope everyone's all right down there because uh, it's gotten real. <laughs> yeah, real, real quick, man. Makes those uh, California fires seem like a drop in the bucket. They all suck, but I, know, I think uh, we as Canadians are sending some firefighters over there so oh, i think we need to send a lot more than a few firefighters over there the whole fucking country's on fire i feel well, like they need rain we have some of those big dump planes i think so maybe that's what they're uh i don't even know the, your the fleet? whole country's on fire like, yeah genuinely. No, listen obviously our tiny <coughs> crew of planes isn't going to make a hell of a lot of difference but if you know if every country sends what they can no then... i'm saying i mean it's good listen i'm with you it's we should send all the help we can i'm just wondering how much how much effect it's going to have. I mean, from what I've seen, it's fucked over there. Uh, you know, it's 2020. 
Mm-hmm. Weird to say. I'm I'm almost shocked that we don't have some mass way to put out forest fires at this point. Like we know they're an issue. We're smart monkeys, and yet thousands of planes. I think it's the your scale. Simon, like, the yeah, well, just hear me so out here. Land. Some sort of like reverse um, explode, you know, atom bomb filled with water. Big scale. Or some sort of super bomb that sucks all the oxygen out. Sure. Listen, I'm not a scientist, obviously. obviously. I think you both... I mean, the problem is you guys both just spoke about fighting a fire with a bomb. So, I mean, I don't know. That seems counterintuitive. A but, water bomb. Oh. A bomb, nonetheless. No, I got I nothing. guess there's not a lot of money to be made in uh, fighting forest fires. We have, to, we have to fight this climate change head on, and eventually all these things will go away. I don't know about that. I mean, it's crazy that, you know, you can sit there and be like, there's no such thing as global warming. Like, it was like 53 degrees Celsius there the other day. That's crazy, man. That's fucking insane. A tinderbox. So, yeah, we want to express our deepest concerns and uh, hope yeah. everyone's all right down there. To any listeners in Australia, we wish you the best. Hope you're safe. We hope your belongings and your family are safe. Although also this order. week, I think what's very interesting is that the young people think that there's like a World War Three going to happen or because um, of Iran or a draft. I thought it was very people so, are so stupid. Well, no, but half the people are, are being stupid like that. But half of them are like, bring it on, Iran. Let's go. Like the I GI mean, Joes of America popping off out there. But I mean, do we even send like fucking troops like that anymore? Is that the way wars are fought? What I was imagining is what if they made drones and then set up like that uh, World War, War, what is it? What's the big fighting game? Call of Duty. Call of Duty. So kids think they're playing Call of Duty, but they're actually controlling a drone. That's why they made those video games in the first place. Wouldn't that be diabolical? I think you're on the right path there, Kamar. And then. It's like uh, Ready Player One. Have you seen that movie? No, uh, but I, I want to see it. Uh, it's Spielberg, right? Yeah. You read the book? Yeah. yeah. The book was really good. But the idea is that, you know, these kids are being trained through video games to one day fight the alien invasion. But for my movie version. That's not the, fucking, that's not the idea. It's a premise of the movie. Of the book, maybe. Not of the movie. No. No, at no point in the movie is that a premise. Well, yeah, because they get all these kids who are playing video games and they recruit them when the alien invasion comes. Did you not watch the movie? I watched the movie. I don't well, you weren't paying it. attention then. Whatever. Sounds like you're making shit up. Dude, why would I fucking make that shit up? I got way better stuff to lie about. But for my movie version of this, the kids are all playing the video game. They don't know they're actually fighting a war, but there's a special parameter so they can't go back. But that's preventing them from being effective killers. So the head of the things like will turn off the parameter. And like, you can't do that. They'll have full control. It's like, Don't worry. They'll never figure it out. And then something in the game, they figure it out. And all the kids return back. They bring their drones back to America to take out the overlords. And it all backfires. This is the, this is the book you're writing? It's a, just a, it's a synopsis. Elevator pitch right now. But uh, uh, we, I like, elevated I like we can work with it. We can all work right. with it. Fair enough. Whatever. I don't mind it. I could I could get on board with that. Fighting the hand that I, feeds I read an interesting uh, quote this morning from Einstein, though. It was, um, I don't, we don't know what weapons there will be to fight, that they will use to fight World War Three, 
but we know that World War Four will be fought with stones and sticks. I don't think we're on the cusp of anything right now. I mean, I don't think we'll ever know when we're on the cusp of something. I think that's the other thing, the other big takeaway. You're probably not privy to that kind of information. Any uh, listeners out there worried about uh, World War III, though, let us know and we can uh, set your mind at ease. But it's funny, though, because, you know, I hear everything happen. I only hear the mainstream news. From that, I formulate an opinion. Then I listen a little more. And yeah, yeah. I, you just totally see that, like, they... They feed you exactly what they want you to think. Well, yeah, they're like they're trying to describe this guy as like he was a nice guy, a family man. Do you see the photo they showed him? Not even in uniform, just sort of his school photo. It's just who are we talking about here? The, the general that they murdered in cold blood with the drone attack. Mm-hmm. That is supposed to be the start of this whole war. But I just saw this morning that uh, Iraq has voted to for America to leave Iraq as an unintended consequence of all this. So maybe the war is over. Isn't that hilarious that you go, you install democracy, and then immediately that democracy is like, we want you gone. <laughs> if it Not isn't... immediately. No, it's been a while. What I'm saying, it's though, is like, well, okay, you could say that it took this long for democracy to finally, if you want to say, because it, it's not like just when the state shows up, everyone's like, well, we'll vote. No, it, what exactly. I'm is it it took... probably took this long yeah. to finally fucking push them out. But like I just said, it's an unintended consequence if America gets out of there. It's what we've always said. Sort it out yourself, boys. It's been nothing but trouble with America being there. So Trump did it again. Well, what do you mean? You think? Oh, that my you- God. Trump okay. did it again. Well, no, if if America goes into uh, Iran and they, they do fight some crazy, stupid war again, then Trump has officially failed me for all intents and purposes. I mean, not really. Luckily, they have all the infrastructure like one country away. So probably well, you could argue it'd be a cheaper war. Well, my point being is that's the one thing he said he didn't want to do anymore is these pointless wars. But if he's in it, I, I can't defend that. If they're, if they're going to f- legitimately fight Iran, I don't know. Again, I don't the geopolitics of it. I don't know what Iran has that they want. But Oil. it's something. And this is so stupid. You know what I mean? Like At this point. This is so dumb. What are we doing here? This is so dumb. But it's just interesting to see us who went through the uh, Gulf War and have seen all this for what it is. Us being... Uh, 40-year-olds, boomers, if we must be, um, and then watching these 18, <laughs> I don't know where all this World War Three we're going to get drafted from is coming from, but it's just like... I think it's positive, though. It shows you how removed they are from World War II. But why do they think they're going to get drafted in this war? And why? they weren't going to get drafted in the Afghanistan war? They'll tell you They'll tell you it's a joke. They're joking about getting drafted. Cause well, no, like, hold on. I actually think there's something to that, though, Simon, is when they, when they went to war in Afghanistan, the U.S. had just been attacked. So they, were, they didn't have to draft anyone. There was actively a bunch of people like, Running fuck for the boat. this. I want to go over there and Pat I want to fight. Yeah. Now... You actually need... Yeah, no, fair enough, because they don't have the big false flag they need to... Uh, That's what I'm saying. So now you might have to draft people if you went to war. You might have to... Have- it is. It's a It's a whole different uh, narrative they have to play out here because they kill him as opposed to, you know, Iran shooting down a drone or... But, but I guess they attack the embassy. The, that, that was supposed the, to be the fla- false in, flag. In Iraq. But, but you, that's not big enough. That's not big enough to uh, It also doesn't happen on people. U.S. soil. Amer- Listen, Americans realize... Well, embassies U.S. soil. American, yeah, what I'm saying, though, is Americans realize that when Americans go overseas 
for whatever reason. There's a chance they could die for whatever. It's when you die on, and I know what you're going to say, it's American soil. I mean, legit American soil. When people die on American soil from foreigners, it's a way bigger thing. Yeah, it's a big thing. It doesn't have to be that way. It could be something like... um what was the one com- paperclip? Is it paperclip? Where, Operation paperclip. Where uh, they were going to shoot down the planes in Cuba. That's Northwoods. Northwoods. Sorry, whatever. Anyways, point is, it, you Simon's know, getting it, his conspiracy. <laughs> if it's enough um, of a gravitas of a situation of Americans dying, I just don't think it matters where it happens. Well, I disagree though, because we've seen um, we've seen U.S. embassies get attacked. We've seen Americans die. And it hasn't had anywhere near the impact of a 9-11. No. I, I will well, say I this, mean, though. The, 9-11. Uh, this but time just, around, when the embassy got attacked, the uh, reaction was quick and strong. Sure. Versus what happened in Libya. But the false flag was they were throwing lit palm trees at the walls. like As if that's going to incite fear. I, I guess it did, but it just wasn't good enough. Needed big booms and yeah, lots of innocent deaths to... Uh, the heartstrings to go to war it's not gonna happen I, I don't think they would need to like spin the narrative on a vegas type shooting to make it a terrorist thing and then that to matt's point would have the the um traction to get people going if I they think. try to take out greta i just uh I, I don't know i just think they'll go to war anyway I don't think they need what you guys are talking about. Well, if they do go to war, as Kamar was saying, then Trump is absolutely just part of the military complex. And everything that you fought for up to this point for him, Kamar, is, like you said, a total fucking lie. Uh, Such life. It wouldn't be the first time. Uh, Because uh, the special format this weekend with Joe being on vacation with his loved ones and whatnot... Uh, this is a post Joe wrapped up in as well. So I just want to give a shout out to all the uh, patrons. Uh, big Chris's rush with uh, Devin Lautner and Eldrick Simmons, Daniel Sun, and Luis Perez. Welcome aboard, guys. Shout really out cool. to y'all. That was really Welcome cool. aboard. Thanks Some for Christmas jumping on. cheer. Some Christmas money in there. You guys will be getting a fresh episode this week. Um, (laughs) what do we know that they don't know? It's always so bittersweet when you see like, hey, we got three new patrons, and then you look at the number and you are like. Wait, we lost two? Like, <laughs> yes. It's always the, the give and two take. Two step forward, but, one step back. Uh, to everyone who's r- ride with us and had to leave and rode with us and stay, it's all appreciated. It's funny, too, because like there's a small part of me that's like, did we did we do something? Did, uh, we, did we not? Were we? I but then we, I just sit there and I go, you know what? It's money. It's people's money. So, you know. What are you going to do? I wish we got Dear John letters, though. Could be a million different things, man. Oh, I get. Listen, I'm not. Again, I'm not mad at anyone. It's just one of those things where you, it's excitement. Like, oh, we got patrons. That's awesome. People care. Followed by like, oh wait, but we lost. I had a great idea for Patreon. For I was telling Kamar, they should come out with a Patreon gift card where you, theoretically I would buy ten dollars, give it to you, and then you have ten dollars worth of donations you can make to the various podcast that you want to support you know what i'm saying no i don't i you'd understand have a pa- the gift card you have a patreon gift card and yeah. now you have it so you can dole out your patreon bucks to whatever so as a gift for christmas i would give you to. 10 patreon dollars and then you would have 10 patreon dollars to go and donate to the podcast you like it's just a way for but patreon. i'm sure they have something like that well i've never heard of it anyways it's your idea to me simon yeah so if anyone at patreon is listening I'm sure they're listening. 
All right. Well, that being said, do you guys have anything in closing? Is there anything we want to touch on real quick? Did you guys watch The Degenerates? The new one came out on Netflix. Oh, there's a new one. So a new one, and it's Bobby Kelly, Jim Norton. Your man, Bobby Kelly. My boy. Jim Norton. Jim Norton. Nice. Uh, Donnell. Oh, nice. Miss Pat. Wow. And uh, this other girl, I think her name's Veronica, and they all killed. Dude, that's a fucking lineup and a half, man. I, I'm, I'm sorry for the last comic that I forgot your last name, but th- they all destroyed. Well, nice. Miss Pat, obviously. <laughs> the most who, motherfuckers in 20 minutes. Bobby Kelly? Well, I, I don't Norton? even know. You know how Netflix puts it up. I don't know if that's how they came out for the show, but I think Norton's the first set. But he I'll tell asking, you. He was asking you what order they appear on Netflix. I think it's Norton, uh, Miss Pat, uh, Bobby. I can't remember. I really can't remember. Well, the, then lead with that. But I do not know they're shot that way. That's all I was saying. But oh, I don't care how they're shot. <laughs> long story short, Donnell Rawlings destroys. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Like it's, he's Nice. He's really good for all my... Nice. Shit talking. I find, I find they Bobby all do Kelly well. very funny. Oh no, he d- they yeah. all do well. Yeah. What's funny is some of them do crowd work a bit. You know what I mean? Like Don Allen, Bobby Kelly both. I'll do have crowd to work. watch it. So it's up now, and they're all like twenty minute sets. But yeah, nice. those are I guess the highlights of the holidays, gentlemen. You watch anything interesting? I have just been on the biggest marathon of uh, Life Below Zero. Our fellow, yeah, and. He, so I never, when he was on, I had ne- I had no idea who he was, what they were talking about. Now that I know who he is. Context is everything. Well, I wish I had watched all of this before he came on because he is kind of an arrogant whatever. Um, he comes across on Vil- the show. Villeneuve. Not so much on the show. I mean, a little bit, but the guy is living an extraordinary life. Like, of simplicity. Fuck, it's crazy, what man. What is the platform you're watching that on? Netflix. Oh, it's on Netflix? Yeah, five seasons. Okay, right on. I mean, it's very repetitive. Because there's just... Because there's there only so much the that land. you can do, you know what but I mean? did you see any of the stories that he thought yeah, he was trying to tell? To- totally. And you understood what he... And just, I understood more about this guy, obviously, after having some context to what was going on. But what I was telling Matt is, so this guy is totally sub... sub what the fuck do they call it? Self-sufficient. Well, that's not. They have a different name for it. But anyways, um, uh, off the land completely. He doesn't use any snowmobiles, um, chainsaws, any of that shit. Like he's as pure on this show as they come. And then they follow an Inuit family, and they're following like the real trap lines and the caribou lines and all of that shit. But they use snowmobiles and all the modern technology. It's just an interesting juxtaposition. There's no trees where they are, eh? On the tundra, no. Well, he where he is, there are tons He's of trees. Just in the tree line, but the Inuit family. But the Inuit family is whatever. And then that woman, Sue, who they were talking about. I had Tough no, as nails. Uh, she's my least favorite character. I hate her. I fast forward through the part she's in. And she is like way the fuck up, like as far as you can get. Uh, she just does Away like from the Arctic Circle. She's right on the fucking like edge of reality, you know? She just doesn't like people. Where the ice wall is. Yeah, no, she does not like people. But she keeps fucking hurting herself and having to go and have like surgeries and you're just like, dude. So she hurts herself to get the human interaction. I don't think so. I don't think she wants to hurt Subconsciously. Herself. Anyways. Yeah, so that's what I've been doing. No fires up there. Drawing and, um, oh yeah, and uh, Tom Green bought one of my stupid uh, UFO paintings. Well, I think your art's amazing, Simon. You really should get it out there more. Well, I just think it's funny that he thought it was funny. That makes me happy, not 
I don't care either way, but that he has the same kind of humor that I have. Were you there when he purchased me. it? No, no, I was hearing all of this second. That would have been too awkward, eh? Well, that was the, what Matt was saying. I was saying, yeah, no, too awkward. I told Max, who was like at his house just around the corner, go to your bar and fucking see what's going on. Well, and my wife was the one serving. Drop a, and I said to a her, hint I was about like, the podcast. Well, no, I said to her, she texted me. She's like, Tom Green's here. And I was like, oh, that's great. Whatever. He blocked me on Twitter, so I'm done with him. And then I said to her, but you know what would be great when he pays his bill? If you could just get him to say into your phone. This is Tom Green, and you're listening to the Joe Rogan Experience. Experience. No, no love. Celebrity. Uh, she she was, tried that. No, she oh, was she, like, she was like, why would I do that? And then I, and then she comes home, and I go, I get it. You know, it's not like you talk to him; you just serve him. She goes, Oh no! When he came up at the end, like he talked to me for like 20 minutes, and I was like, There's something wrong with you. Well, I was like, even, You need to even take a picture or something of him with the painting. I don't know. I would love anyway. to watch you ask him. So, what do you like about the painting? <laughs> That's not what <laughs> that I would have done. Awkward interaction. I would have only tried to push the podcast. Well, no, someone on the Reddit asked if we were ever going to have guests on. And I I mean, I just said probably not. But then I thought about too. I was like, they were like, what about uh, like a listener or something? And I was like, well, that's probably never going to happen. I was like, we might, if we could get someone who was like, had been on Joe Rogan or who, I don't know. It's the six like degrees. Tom Green. Tom Green would have been someone we could have had on if he was down because he's been on Joe. It would have to be a like a six degree separation Kevin Bacon type deal. But yeah, that would have been the type and of we, organic situation. We also did Tom Green on the Patreon. That yeah. somebody could have taken advantage of, you know? Yeah. And I thought because 2020 is our year that that might've just worked itself out, but you never know. Everyone's that. here. Well, he, uh, he was here for the big New Year's show at the Shaw Center. Yeah. And he's going to be versus at, uh, Spenny. Kenny so versus weird. Spenny in a bunch They of are still around? That's what I said. They'll do anything for No, money, but is man. that show still going on? No. God, the show's no. not on, but they still do stand-up. I, I, Kenny was a stand-up writer slash writer, and Spenny, I'm sure they just figure out jokes or even telling old stories with the show. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. You know how those wrestlers go on that tour? Yeah. And uh, they sell out and stuff. Plus, I think New Year's is a pretty soft evening as far as the crowd. And Tom Green, I think, is really is in his stride for stand-up. Like, uh, the best he's ever been in his life, you know what I mean? That's what <laughs> I also think it's all he's concentrating on. Exactly, though. Yeah. Why? He'll be at uh, Skankfest Skank South. I gotta One get on. I gotta names. get on that. Gotta get on that. You wanna go there? No, I gotta get on just doing some fucking stand-up. Uh, fucking uh, useless. <laughs> I thought you wanted to go big, see sh- Big show tonight. I wonder how many people will be there. I won't. Um... <laughs> That being said, I guess uh, I guess that's it, right? Unfortunately, we have no uh, Joe to discuss, uh, as it were. Yeah, he literally had no shows this week. Yeah, Joe's been off since uh, two week break since uh, New Year's Eve. No, Christmas Eve. So uh, we don't know what to do. It's I think crazy. There's no UFC, like no UFCs, no Joes. Thank God for some football playoffs, but it's been. Uh, been abysmal and the xfl is coming back this year yeah i saw that what mm-hmm. right after football um vince mcmahon still Apparently, owns it yeah, yeah yeah they're going for it. eight teams so it'll rival the cfl i figure the real question is are they gonna do the kickoffs the same way where they run to the middle where That's, they just leave the ball in the middle like such an accident way do you remember happen. that yeah remember when the cfl expanded and there yeah, were like all those american teams. teams and a team from baltimore won every that year. was pretty much the xfl like they should just do that so just you, include the you, cfl you there? into the whole no, thing i disagree the cfl sucks on we, a whole we level. only have one team called the rough riders now i don't know I it's mean, not crazy you know Kamar, 
I'm the sorry. CFL gets a bunch of these guys that are going to be playing the XFL. Hold on, that's I'm what, not talking that's about, what wait, I wait, mean. Wait, You're going to end up drying from them anyways. My problem is the rules and the field of the CFL fucking suck. No, no, we, you we, make new rules. That's what I'm saying. You just incorporate the CFL into whatever the XFL is becoming. Sure. I like agree with you, but I don't want... I like the CFL existing, so it can't happen. I'm fine with the CFL existing. I just, for the me as a football fan... As like no. I, the rouge is so retarded. I have a the hu- fact that the 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 end zone is like fifty yards is insane. And the field goal post is in the middle of it. Yeah, <laughs> I have a huge problem with any professional sport where your players are having to be like mailmen for seven months of the year and then play football. Like that? No, come on, man. You know, obviously well, we don't have the infrastructure to support this silly league and. We do for the culture, baby. Look, I'm saying incorporate it up, wrap it up in something that has some more entertainment value. And let's. uh, Well, here's the weird thing. You have a successful counterpart to the South in the NFL. Huge company. There's no reason the CFL couldn't just be the NFL of the North. Like just run the same rules. Same rules. Get the guys from NFL films to get the guys that are retired from NFL films. Come up. Start making some like it was Sunday. Like there's but, a butter identity. But, but Canadians are just like no, the culture three downs. That's the problem. We will One. never give up. The problem. Three downs. The problem is CFL fans is fucking is Saskatchewan Rough Rider yeah. fans who are just yeah. like it's no painting no their faces oh. green. It's all um, they have. You can't take it away. And from don't them. worry, they you're not it. offending any listeners was, because there's nobody in Saskatchewan. Oh, That's yeah. wrong. We got one guy from the oil. Oh, listening. dude, I'm so sorry, man. I hope you're not a fan of. But this we wouldn't CFL. mind if you guys <laughs> consider going to four downs. But uh, I was going to say for our field goal challenge, I think we should use a uh, NFL football. Well, we have to. We have to. We're do using a- an NFL football, but we're going to count. An NFL as well, like NFL steps on a CFL. Um, yeah, thirty-five field. yards from the. We're not going yards, to the states to film this thing. No, oh, we're filming this fucking thing. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, I'm the gimbal's coming. I in can't handy. wait until you watch the perfect spiral come off my foot. Well, no, Kamar, I'm going to buy a gimbal for my camera too, so that I can get real. I'm going to buy on. gimbals for my shoes. It's going to be well documented that no, I'm the is. only one who kicks the field goal. Oh God. I can't wait for this. This is going to be fucking great. First of all, I was the one that said none of us would do it. Yeah, that's what you think. I also was the one that was like, Joe. Oh, I said Joe can. And this is the other stipulation. Do we get one of those triangle bars or do we have to hold it for the person? We'll find a triangle bar. Okay. Because it's too. Yeah, it has to be something exactly the same for everybody. So unless you can find the greatest placeholder of all time. No placeholder. No. And a snapper. Just. It'll be four hundred dollars for the two of them. Well, no, we will get, get, we'll get Crusher would... out there to be the O line. He'll be the officiating crew. The whole O line. The whole thing. The whole O line. Everybody. All right. Well. All right. That's good. Uh, that is it. Stay tuned. We do have something for you. You're gonna get an old uh, throwback. And again. Oh my God! If that's a fumble, I'm fucking done. Uh... Well, there's a flag on the play either way. Um, if you. Enjoy what you're about to hear. You can get more of these on the Patreon. There's like 25 of them now on the Patreon. As we go back in time. Uh, We release one every Monday or almost every Monday. We take one Monday off a month. Um, Again, if you like it, you can join for as little as a dollar a month. It's patreon.com slash J-R-E-E podcast. Sorry, Matty. It's 2020 and you never know what will happen on the Patreon. There you go. You never know. You never know. 
Um, so all that being said, thank you for listening. We're sorry there was nothing else for you. Um, yeah, we hope you have a great week, weekend. Happy New Year. This is our year. 2020. Happy, Happy New Year. Keep your eyes open. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Bow Design Agency. Bow Design is a full-service design agency specializing in branding as well as exhibit design. They'll even design your entire restaurant or office because they can do that too. Bow Design Agency has over two decades of award-winning experience, and unlike other agencies, they'll not only handle the design, but they'll take care of the fabrication and installation for whatever size project you have in mind. Take your business to the next level today by consulting with Bow Design Agency and let them do the rest. Now, we'd like to give a big shout out to Bow personally uh, because they're the reason that we have an awesome new logo. Uh, we couldn't have found them easier to work with, and we found that they went above and beyond to create the highest quality product. As I'm sure you can see, there is no better logo than ours. Uh, and we'd like to shout out Bow Design for that. Uh, go check out their new website, bowdesign.ca, to check out their portfolio and get in touch with them. That's Bow Design, B O U W design if you don't know how to spell design you're in trouble and uh bow design on instagram uh, you can find them at, at bow design to uh, keep up with all the great work they produce so again we want to give them a big shout out they are the reason that we have our logo uh we love it uh go check them out that's bowdesign.ca You are now listening to the Joe Rogan Experience Experience Throwback Edition with Chico, Simon, Kamar, and your host, Matt Floyd. All right, welcome back to another episode of This Won't Age Well, where the three of us go back. We listen to an old episode of Joe Rogan, and uh, we see how it's aged. In this one, we went back to number 45. Way back. Did I get that right, Simon? Number 45? 45. 45. With a local guy. Ottawa's very own Tom Green. Another hometown boy. Thomas Green. Which is crazy because Joe, in this episode, says that he, more so than Brian, actually, because we just spoke about that. You, You were saying Brian was really the reason he started, but Tom was actually... Well, it's ridiculous when you hear this because... Tom has just made the wrong decisions for the last, <laughs> since this aired. Yeah, it seems that way. And do you remember when he talks about the fucking Buddha? He says, I was just on my roof talking to this TV exec and a Buddha broke. And Joe's like, no, no, that's a sign. That was such a sign. <laughs> it was such a sign. <laughs> that's good. Come yeah. On. But tr- he's he truly should be the king of the internet, but he... And this episode, he's like, I don't know about this YouTube, and, and it's just going to become, and they predicted that it would become what it has, all, all the TV on it. Well, that's one of the craziest things to me about this episode, is it starts off, and right away, <laughs> not only right away was I like, holy fuck, this was long ago, but then I immediately thought to myself, like, wait a minute, 10 years wasn't even that long. Dude, they're asking him what platform, like, Tom's like, what platform is this on? He says the Zune network, and I immediately go, I was like, hold on, what what number was this? There hasn't been a Zune around in fucking nine years. I don't even know. Like, How much it changes, yeah. Dude, even them explaining, like, we had to get new mics and just this and that. Like, I'm thinking, I'm like, holy fuck, nine years ago, we, had, we never would have had the means to do 
they had, our podcast. They had just got, well, apparently Joe is just uh, pulls out the credit card Forking and got to get gear and yeah. stuff. I should do rewind. This starts with uh, Joe saying, we just found out Greg Giraldo died. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Giraldo. And then he plays this huge long clip. That was the cheesiest. To the music. But I'll tell you this, if you watch it, yeah, he says Greg Giraldo died, and then Brian plays it, and because it's on YouTube, they don't play it. And you see Tom laughing at some of the bits and stuff, and you don't see any of it, and then it starts again. It was the, the strangest thing. Super weird. The production is so low-fi. Fr- low low-fi, yeah, yeah. Well, even when Tom's like, whoa, you're running that off an iPad? And like, so does the audio play right through? And they're like, yeah, it plays right through. Like, I'm sitting here like, Holy fuck, I can do everything they're talking about now, no problem. And even just Tom talking about, um, I mean, we got to say this, being from Ottawa, this was such a crazy, just because every reference he makes, you're like, yeah, no, like, like when he's, like I mentioned to you, he says Greg Campbell, I know Big Stuff super well, great dude. Shout out to Big Stuff. Still into music, isn't he a DJ or something? He, dude, I was on, uh, this is the craziest part, then Tom says I had a radio show on uh, CHUO Ottawa 89.1. And I was like, that's crazy because I, three weeks ago, did a radio show at Carleton University with big, with big Stuff. So with Tom's counterpart, which is fucking the, yeah, hilarious. They all wanted to talk about rap and, and movies and stuff. He wanted to talk about how he's getting into stand-up comedy. Yeah. It's just, it's just he he avoided all the right things to do, man. Like Because he, he's there remarking at how simple and thrown together it is he's got a full studio in his house yeah and he's just missing the mark i mean i will say it definitely you know hearing some of these stories it definitely seems like he also got fucked out of the industry in a lot of ways too. well he, he's admitted he was naive to go yeah. in and direct that movie in the first place yeah and i mean that trl story that's pretty dude a, a hit song like a truly hit song can make you the bum we, bum we, song yeah could make you so rich and I'm not saying like, I'm not, listen, I'm saying he could have gotten a few more months of play out of it. I'm not saying it would have made him a billionaire, but he would have gotten enough play out of it that he would have gotten bank. You know what I mean? Like, no, it was, that was probably another bad decision. He should have fucked him over and got fired. And like, Dude, I would have, he got so shafted by that thing. Like that's jumping ahead a little bit, but he like, that's a ridiculous story. It's insane. MTV just tells him you have to retire that song. Go fuck yourself, man, because you pre-recorded a couple of episodes. That's not how it works, bitch. Like, yeah. don't pre-record them. This but is supposed to be a live thing. Like he says, he was just, he he thought he should do, he made bad decisions. Just He was so just, creative, so amazing. He was just so Canadian in that moment. To be corporate. I, I, to just I, be I, like, I, yeah, I'll okay. Well, I mean, I will say this. His entire career at that point rested on MTV's shoulders, so... Being a team player makes the most sense there. I just, but it, but it didn't. Well, we I mean, in the long run, out. yeah. Like I, I, you know, I just don't think there was a lot of, uh, like, if you think about it with Jackass and all the stuff that came kind of slightly after it. Like, I don't even know that Tom could have kept. I don't know. He's just in the like <clears throat> last two years, released his uh, the Tom Green Show on YouTube. He just in this whole episode, he's at he's against the technology. Like he doesn't know where it's gonna go. He's screaming for net neutrality. Did either of you ever go to Tom Green live? The the talk show in, in Ottawa, yeah, at, at Roger oh, on no, Saint Laurent no. Boulevard. No, I never. Did. I went to two. No, I um I thought it was weird that they when they talked about organized rhyme, I, that's where uh, Greg Campbell comes yeah, from. Yeah, big stuff. Yeah, there was a third guy in that group, Jordy. Yeah, Jordy Ferguson. They don't fucking talk about him. 
Like, you don't even mention him. You don't even mention that there was a third guy in the group. Jordy was also an amazing skateboarder. Amazing skateboarder. Oh, like, one of the original OGs of the city. Huh. Yeah. Well, isn't his brother Tony Ferguson? He was the best. Oh, Tony Ferguson is a pro for girl skateboards. Yeah, I, but I don't know if his brother is Tony Ferguson, is it? Is. He I had, think it is, too, actually. He had another yeah. brother called Matt. Tony's from Ottawa. He had another brother, an older brother called mm, Matt. Maybe he got me there. He was a friend of my dad's. His dad was my friend's. My, his dad was my dad's buddy. So, like, when we were kids, his dad and my dad used to play tennis together. And they were on the tennis court and Jordy was sitting around skateboarding, like watching them play. And my dad said, oh, that's so easy. Let me try and proceeded to break his arm. I love that. I saw so many parents do that back in the day. Classic. Yeah, you know? Maybe I'm imagining that. But he, but he maybe was not, though. Amazing, I mean, that's, he was an amazing DJ. It, it, it sounds be, like it could be. It could be on. his younger brother. And I don't even know. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I'm pretty sure his older brother was called Mac. Mm hmm. And he was like a bassist in a band or something. Because Kamar is correct. Tony Ferguson, who rides, is a professional skater for girl, is from Ottawa. I remember he had a pro deck that had the Sens logo on they it. Definitely, they definitely all knew each other. I, I know that. For sure, yeah. So maybe you're right. Maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they were cousins. I don't know, man. I just know Either that way, you're right. Jordy I remember was in the band and they didn't and he doesn't talk about him. It's well, weird. I felt like they got sidetracked because he kind of went off on Greg and how Greg because Greg did a lot like Greg. <clears throat> Again, shout out to Greg. He's done a shitload after that. Um, and like musically, he went out west, did a bunch of music, came back, started a huge real estate company in Ottawa. So like he's doing, he also does a bunch of this, like podcasting and video blogs and all sorts of fucking shit. So Big Stuff is one of those dudes that is just uh, like one of the most positive, motivated fucking people ever. Yeah. Like if he grew up where Joe did, he'd be the Joe Rogan of, He'd be Joe Rogan. It'd be called the Greg Campbell experience experience. Or that's what this. But why did he not mention there was a third member? Like, I get it. I'm not. This guy's cool. What I was saying was, I think they might've just gotten sidetracked. I noticed that Joe, did they not? No, he said it was a two man group. Oh, weird. Yeah. It was fucking weird. Yeah, that is weird. Yeah. I have that all written down because huh. I was like, this is strange. I don't know what's going on here. Yeah. That's very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. And I don't think they had a good breakup. I guess not. He shouts out Algonquin you. Which yeah, was of course. Another yeah. one of those, you know, moments. <clears throat> um, well, that too. It's funny because he was talking about like I remember you guys went. You had Screen Ed, no, in high school. It did was called. Take... It was called something else for me, but it was the same thing. Yeah. Okay. Sure. But you did you get to edit in those classes mm-hmm. and stuff? Yeah. Like I remember. I remember using the editing bay and stuff. And like, it's crazy to think that that was when we were in high school. Because now you have that on your fucking phone. Oh yeah, yeah. I can and make it's a way, way and better it's video. Way better, yeah. It's way better. It's video. insane, yeah. I could make a way better. Well, now that you have your gimbal, especially, well, I mean, exactly it's next that. level, I mean, fucking. But I'm. It's crazy to think that like that's how far we've come since. Well, in this one, there he still has an old iPhone, and they have the iPhone five C. Yeah, and they're sh- freaking out about it. Well, that's the best. Yeah, he's like, they're, I have to get the new. Freaking yeah. out about it. I know. And I'm sitting here with eleven watching it, like, what the. What the fuck? Yeah. And they're... Well, they're clearly in Joe's house stuff. still, too. Everything they imagine has come to fruition. Come on, they're in Joe's house. You watched this one, you said? They're they're on the same couch, Joe and Tom, like a sexual... Oh, wow, really? And uh, So it's literally like we are. Just a nicer house. Literally like we are. They're definitely in Joe's house because Tom was like, yeah, before we started, when I was having right. coffee in yeah, your yeah. kitchen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Joe has a head of hair. Oh, did he oh, really? that's so weird, yeah. He's wearing shorts and a t-shirt, no shoes. Gross. 
it's crazy how far technologically we've come in 10 years. Like, I know that's what you were driving at there. But really, when you stop and just stop for one second, just in 10 years. It's insane. Like, what's the next 10 years going to be like? What's the next 50? Like, you see why everybody can imagine flying cars and shit when you see how far just the iPhone has come in 10 years. I don't know. That's my little two cents. Well, they talk about imagine there's a sex robot. Because there's they're hawking the fleshlight still on this one. Yep. There is now a sex robot. The Whitney Cummings, we saw it like everything like but they were like imagine and the bandwidth thing too. Elon Musk has a bandwidth. He was saying he can't remember enough people back then. And it, and it all now exists. I will say that was super interesting because that does happen to me all the time where once you jog my memory, it's like uh, it's like kickstarting an engine where like those first few pulls are real tough. But then once you fucking once you get it going, you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, no. And then we did. Oh, that's right. I met you at John's sort of yeah. historical hook. Well, OK, so that goes back to that Vox thing I was watching. There's a uh, memory Olympics. Have you seen this or memory athletes? So they have this female memory athlete. She's broken four world records. They gave her a sheet of paper, Simon, with 500 numbers on it. And she memorized them in 10 minutes. And she she tells you back 500 numbers in order. And I was sitting there going, and this is the craziest part, Simon. So I'm sitting there going, that's insane that she can do that. And then she explains how she does it. And it's even crazier. It's like some Michael Scott logic. Like Disray, Disray, Spect. What she does is she's like, so the first five numbers are five. Like, let's say it was 519. She's like, so the five becomes an S. The one becomes an A and the nine becomes a G. So it's SAG. And then she starts telling this crazy long story about SAG. And I'm like, how is this helping you if there's 497 more stories? No, that's that's a great way to do it, though, because you would just associate every number with a letter. And then well, it gets crazier, Simon. It's not. And then you would just write yourself a little story. You know, it gets crazier. What she does is this. What you what you're supposed to do is. You walk a path around your neighborhood, so a, an area that you know very well, whether it's like 10 blocks, 15 blocks, you walk this path and you weave a story throughout the path. So like she's like she was like, yeah, at one point there was like a llama falling from the sky and that was this set of numbers and she's like four, four, eight, six, four, seven, whatever it was. But like I'm sitting there thinking it's just insane what your memory can do and can't do. And then I'm thinking about I'm like, why can't I remember shit? Rap lyrics. Because they also talk about why you remember stuff and where you're... There's points in your life where your memory peaks and it's because you ha- your memory is tied to certain certain things. So like if you have big events in your life, like close to your teens and your 20s, there's a lot of formative stuff that happens there. So that's where your memory is the most tied to, to those times. So it like it starts going up from when you're young and then it spikes at like 15 to 20 and then it goes back down. And I was like, fuck, I have so many bullshit rap lyrics in my head that are just sitting up there uselessly blocking all this good shit that i could have up here <laughs> all because that happened when i was like you've fucking... got to tie stuff to rap lyrics but i also so that's the weird thing is then i was sitting there going well wait a minute there's nothing different in me rapping seven songs back to back and this chick memorizing i mean there is because she just sat there and cold did it which is fucking you could just hear a rap song that's not you i'll play you 10 songs and you memorize them in 60 minutes. We'll see. But I will say this. If you gave me one rap song and you gave me one day, there's a good chance I could, I could pull it off. 
but I, that's just words. Maybe it's easier for me with words, which is probably why they create a story. Anyway, mm-hmm. back to Tom. It's Green. crazy that um, musicians can remember all their songs because they have to go on tour and people are just shouting out a song and they got to remember how to play it. You know, like well, lead that's a singers really forget lyrics. For sure, but musicians is more Lots impressive. Of people. But even then, musicians—that's what I'm saying. That's even like when Joe talks about how people like are like, "Oh, do something from this old special." He's like, "I don't remember that." It's the same thing where I'm like, if someone yells out an obscure B side, how does your guitarist just remember? Like, dude, we performed that seven times in the studio. Like, oh wait, here we oh, go. I'm sure those exist. But it's crazy. What do you guys think about the idea of um, when you film something, it becomes not true? Like they were talking about 100%. reality TV, how 100%. you'll never get true reality because as soon as you turn the camera on people, they change their behavior. There's never been a realer statement spoken on the Joe Rogan experience than that. <laughs> the only way you can you could truly document something is to do it with hidden cameras. Hidden cameras, yeah. yeah that makes sense. It's like a Truman right. Show style of thing. where, right. if, And that, that I'm talking like to get as in-depth as possible because to do a hidden camera thing, you'd have to have it so elaborately set up to catch every moment of someone's life. That, But it's it's so true. Once but, the camera goes on, someone is just slightly different. No, because even on a smaller scale, Matt, like let's, you know, the show Big Brother. Yeah, of course. Like you could just have all those cameras, but they don't know they're being filmed live. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, again, just once you know that there's cameras there, you're not, you know, you, you're you're putting on a little bit. No, but I'm saying they could do it in a way like those cameras, cameras are pretty out in the open, but you could do the same thing where you only have like eight cameras functioning. So you're not going to capture every single thing, but the things you do capture are going to be real because these people think they're just living in a house together and not on television. I mean, yeah, we've spoken about this before. There was a Canadian, one of the first reality TV shows, in my opinion, was this Canadian show called The Lofters, U8TV The Lofters. We've spoken about it before. Now, I will say this. The cameras that were on them were on 24-7, and you could log on online and watch whatever camera you wanted in whatever room 24-7. So you could watch them fuck. It was everywhere but the bathroom. So to me, there's something about, the argument there is like, you can't, you're going to definitely catch glimpses of reality. It's impossible if the cameras are on you 24-7 to be putting on the whole time. You know what I but mean? But they still know they're being filmed. I mean, yes, but that's that's somewhere where I... You just... you To me, you lose it because it, you can't... Even if you know, you're just going to snap into yourself at some point. Someone will do something that will make the real you come out. It's impossible not Alcohol. to... There you go. Yeah, I think that's a good one. Well, don't you think that just happens on normal reality television anyways? Like, it obviously does because they catch some pretty, like, candid mm-hmm. moments where people, if they were concentrating on what they were doing, probably wouldn't want to seem like such a douchebag. I mean, yes and no. You got to realize, though, that, like, a lot of those stuff with the editing mm-hmm. uh, and with producers there. That's the problem is the editing. Yeah, the that's editing is where it gets real that's, squirrely. That's it. If it was reality and they show them coach them and everything and wh- how this got there, you're like, you guys are just pieces of shit. It's not even these people. That'd be reality TV. I mean, the problem too with that though is like reality is so boring to watch in real time. You need it to be edited down for content and for for some sort of... And the other thing is, I learned this the hard way, like you need some conflict. You can't, you, you literally can't make something out of nothing. Like you can't just have a show where you just see us living our lives and there's, 
zero. It's the most uninteresting thing in the world. Like to just watch someone. I got up. I had breakfast. I met a friend. We went to the park. We walked our dogs. I came home, watched some TV, and I went to bed. That is the most boring fucking television imaginable. And it's tough to, it's tough to grab that. Go but ahead. He he captured reality when he pranked his parents and stuff. They're really freaking out to what the fuck are you doing? Uh, so. I agree with that. Yeah. No, no, he's a, you're right. There he, are he's to judge the, the slut mobile. I mean, the, listen, the, the petting zoo, of, uh, dude, the slut mobile no, was really one of the funniest things I've ever seen where he draws the naked lady on the front. No, he didn't his, draw it. He got it professionally w- airbrushed. But then his dad has to drive it to work because he has to get to work. No, like, it's just isn't that the whole thing? Well, no, it's the best is his dad goes out and is like, I can't take this to work. And is so pissed, and he walks off, and he's gonna go take the bus, and then the Tom bus. drives up to the bus stop in right. the slapmobile, and is like yeah. in front of everyone at the bus stop, is like, "Dad, I did this for you. This is a gift for you." Yeah, it was awesome. You That's love sluts. TV. You say you love yeah. sluts. I remember. He, now. he it was, was a, ge- a genius. You know what I mean? But That's what I said. Way ahead of his time. Got too big and made the kept turning left when he should have yeah, gone no, right. Kim, I, I think, mean, you can't I really argue Kumar's that, Kamar. Right. He's he's he is somewhat successful. But he could be as big as Joe Rogan, Rogan right now. And instead he, he did, though. Freddie got fingered Hold on. and got sidetracked by the industry. You know? He could have just kept doing what he's doing and done it on the internet. Started his no, own but I'll tell you why is he's not. Listen, you listen to this. You listen to this as I did. He's not as good in conversation as Joe. No, I agree. So he's not going to have the kind of guests on like, I, you know, I, it would have been a much sillier show. We can guarantee you that. You just hear he's all these platform adverse to any of it. Like, yeah. And now he's turned around. And he's coming back to it and trying to stand up. He just. I'm just saying, I don't see Graham Hancock going on there and talking about ancient civilizations when he's in the middle of sawing his desk in half with a fucking chainsaw. But you probably wouldn't have thought that when Joe first started his show either. Well, that's the thing. You, you learn from doing not just like uh, what will happen. Um, I remember watching Freddie got fingered and not liking it very much, but I, I might have been like sway. I should go back and watch it again and see what it was all about. There were really, there was some really funny stuff in that movie. But he feels like he should not have directed that. He 100% should not have. But I know, listen, if he lets someone else direct that, it's a completely different movie and yeah. it probably actually ends up being worse than it was. But it's not his fault. Because he did so much for it. Like, yeah. He was just writing so high. I've heard him talk about another podcast where he said, I should have just read a script, done the first thing, and then once I learned how to make a movie, try to make my own movie. His real problem, too, is I, I don't suggest if you're ever making a movie that you specifically go out and say, I want 50% of people to hate this. That's not a... I mean, if you're looking to make money, at least, I don't think that's the... I think that's what you say when your movie doesn't do very well as a way to justify your... And he's so young when it happened. He even knows what's going on. But uh, you know what was a good point he made? Was that DJs on the radio... Maybe Joe made it. I don't remember. That it used to be like um, a cool guy's playlist. You know what I'm saying? Like You used to listen because you thought that DJ was cool. Mm-hmm. And he would play the music he liked. And then at a certain point, it just became something totally different. Commercial. You know? I mean, I disagree because I never listened to mainstream radio and was like, oh, this guy is my DJ. I did, however, have a lot of college radio stations that I listened to where I would agree with you there, where I was like, 
this guy has the same taste in music that was, I do. Well, that's still the essence of it was before God. I think that's commercialized. Yeah, okay, so sorry, DJs. I mean, they weren't really DJs on the radio when I was listening to it. You know what I mean? It had already become. Um, that's what, yeah. There was a time when it was really, but there was a time based. when it was you know back in uh, Johnny Fever days. I love too when Brian's like Brian's like, do you think they were paying? Do you think they were paying for plays to like get you guys off there? And and he just goes. Well, that's uh, payola, and that's definitely against the law, so I don't think they were doing that. Trying to cover their asses. Because mm-hmm, they were definitely doing that. No, they weren't, but Brian's out there pretty much accusing a massive conglomerate of breaking the law. Come here. Brian's a weirdo. Back, th- back now? Brian, back then, at episode 45, had there really wasn't like that separation of church and state yet between Joe and Brian. It was oh. Brian and Joe's show. It was the two of them doing this thing together. He got his... Because s- even at one point, he's like, uh, Brian, do you mind looking that up on the internet? I'm like, wow. In like 50 episodes, it's just look Brian, that up. Brian, get that shit well, up How there. have you not yeah. pulled that up already? If you watch it, though, you can see Brian get excited and try to look something up. He gets his stupid Olive Garden plug-in. He's got a film on he his did? face. I didn't hear it. You missed it. Yeah. Did you catch it? I did not. Yeah. It had already started at 45? Yeah. Really? I liked. I, I thought it was sort of inappropriate when Brian asked Tom what kind of pornography he liked, but it came out that they talked about Heather Brooke. Have you ever seen Heather Brooke? Of course, dude. She is a they goddamn champion. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Simon, you know Heather Brooke. I don't know if I do. Hall of Fame. I, I, Idepthroat.com. Oh, I, I mean, I'm but sure Joe I do. I Joe just, talks about it. Yeah, I, I remember. Her videos are legendary. She should be a billionaire. Do you guys remember the first porn you ever saw? Yeah, for sure. What was it? Oh, some 80s porn that my dad had like. Specifically, I, I, this is how weird my dad is. Had like, I remember like we, I would stay there every second weekend. And I had like three of the older kids in the neighborhood staying over. And I remember him being like. I'm going to leave this video right here, this pornography right here, and I'm going to bed. <laughs> and all of us just being like, is he trying to tell us to watch this porno? And of course, the older kids are like, well, we're definitely watching this porno, like 100%. I remember them. I remember being so, I remember thinking, what the fuck does climax mean? And why do they keep yelling it out? Because you remember that in 80s porn? That they'd was often, how they'd say I'm coming. Yeah, they'd often just be like, climax. Climax. I remember being like, "That's this is fucking weird. I'm still trying to get over why your dad would leave you the porn. Was he trying to be a cool dad or was he trying to like fuck you up? My dad was the weirdest fucking dad. I remember one Christmas, no fucking word of a lie. My dad calls me downstairs and I run down the stairs and I can see like a GT snow racer up against the wall and I'm like, fucking sick. I'm literally like seven or eight. And then he yells at me again, and I turn the corner, and down the hallway is like the three-story GI Joe uh, base that was on wheels that you could like move the levels like that, and it was already set up with like seven new GI Joes, and I was like, "What?" And I ran up and slid on my knees up to this thing, so excited. And as I slide up to it on my knees, I look to my right, and my dad is sitting ass naked on the fucking shitter, <laughs> just shitting. And he looks at me, and goes, "Merry Christmas, son." Doors, the door is wide open. I'm like, you're downstairs. But he got you the awesome G.I. Joe thing and a GT Snow Racer. Yeah, and totally ruined the memory by <laughs> by his ass nakedness. I thought something terrible was coming. Like, no. It's just him naked in that the That sounded like fatherly love. Yeah. Oh, fuck that. Yeah. Even then, he literally showed me, like, I, I remember one time mentioning to my stepdad, being like, have you ever seen this movie Blame It on Rio? And the reaction on his face 
I immediately was like, I should not have mentioned this. <laughs> I, and then I was like, because I haven't. My dad really wouldn't let me watch it this weekend when my dad had fully been like, you got to see this movie. It's just Kathy Ireland mm. in the buff the whole time. Nice. The first porn I ever saw was Fast Times, Fast Women. You remember the name? Yeah, because it was like a big deal. We like somehow got this tape and it got passed around to like tons of people. And it had a theme song that went along with the movie. Like, I think it was made for the movie, obviously. It was like, uh, hmm. fast times, fast women. And I just, you know. It was I mean, listen, amazing. the production quality of porno has definitely gone up in HDness, but down in the fact that they don't care anymore. Like, the fact that they paid someone to write a jingle for that porno is incredible. A jingle? It was like a whole thing, man. It had a whole story to it. It was like a legitimate movie where people fucked, as opposed to like, uh, you know, whatever we got now. Have you guys seen Deep Throat? You never saw Deep Throat? What no. is Deep Throat? The Maybe most I popular porno of all time. All this is on film. More popular than Debbie Does Dallas. Simon, let me tell you something. Before 1990, uh, Deep Throat was like the sixth highest grossing movie of all time. Wow, really? It was that. Like, dude, <laughs> Who's it had, the star of it? Uh, so this chick, I think her name is Linda Lovelace. Her husband directed it and mm. she got paid nothing. He pretty much beat her into submission to doing this movie. She could take down a hog that big and like just. They just made a movie about her. Wasn't. Um, Maybe it wasn't Linda Lovelace. Lindsay Maybe Lohan, up. Linda Lovelace. I don't know. I think they just made a whole movie about her. I hmm. bet it's now like Lenny Bruce of comedy, though. It was good back then. Oh, yeah, but now it's unwatchable. The kids these days. Well, have, the muff alone. You can't watch so that stuff. But so important to the I like genre, the you know? I like the muff. You like an 80s muff, though? That big? Ah, a little bit of like muff. Like the hairy asshole? No, pussy, that is unacceptable. Unacceptable. Nothing wrong with that. I don't mind some hair up top, but hair on the sides is unfucking acceptable Go you ahead, know, Simon. I was just going to say, you know what I kind of forgot about until they mentioned it in this episode was Two Girls, One Cup. It had kindly, kind of, kindly, kindly, kind of just left my mind completely. That it, uh, I had just forgotten about that segment of history. That must be nice because that shit is etched in my head for eternity. Yeah, I wish. You I can't unsee something like that. Oh, I mean, I obviously remember it now. It just, you know, there's been so much since, you know? Imagine if humanity ended and somehow that was all that remained. That was all they had left. They have the remnants of an old. <laughs> that would just be awful. Like, well, we know why humanity broke down. They were eating feces out of cups. And kids today don't know about it. Like, it hasn't had a second life. Thank or, God. Or is, it, or is it a rite of passage for everyone? Yeah, I don't know. I wonder. I wonder if I hope like, not. I hope it's buried. my son and friends watch it because it's like the very no, they don't. I'm sure there's other shit that's come around. I mean, I'll say this. Uh, you know, I play enough online video games. There's so many people that have two girls, one cup name references that I would assume that it's still. Those are probably older guys. I mean, I would assume that, that too. Yeah, back when it was relevant. You yeah, know? never make your gaming tag some sort of pop and culture reference. You don't change it, right? Like no, you can't. You're stuck with yeah, that. Yeah, so that's yeah. what I mean. Those are all probably dudes. Like, just look up whatever year that was. That's the price of youth. <laughs> yeah. Investing in yeah. that day going, this'll age well. Yeah. You're stuck with she was only 12 for the rest of your life as a fucking gamer tag. I see that one all the time. I'm like, you're a fucking disgusting human being. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, when you're 35, do you think that's going to be cool? Hey, man, add me as a friend. Oh, what's your gamer tag? She was only 12. Yeah, you know what? I'm good, buddy. I'm, not, I'm glad I'm not in the gaming world. That's a lot. Go back a, lot, to, a lot to take on the, the attitudes out there, you know? Back to Tom Green, Simon. What else you got there, buddy? Um, he said he's been in two fights. 
as an adult. I'm surprised this guy hasn't had to be in a thousand fights. He's a big dude. And he's a drunk. I know, but he does so many... In-your-face things. Yeah, like to just get a laugh out of people. I'm just surprised he hasn't had he's to... He's almost like a straight Andy Defend Dick. himself a whole bunch of times. Defend himself a whole bunch of times. And he's a tall guy. No, but you know what the thing was, Simon, is he always he always had an air of crazy. And I don't mean crazy like, oh, this guy will stab you, but he seemed almost like like you wouldn't hit someone who was like, you know, mentally challenged. Like that would just be a dick move. He and, never seems threatening. And he always seemed like he might be like you you're like borderline. Like, is this guy does he have a problem or is he just an asshole? Or like do you remember when he went into the subway and was just ordering what was it? It was how to get a free salad from Subway. And he would just keep a little more lettuce, please. Can I have some more cucumbers? Just a little more lettuce. It was piled up like six and a half inches tall. But the way, but the way he's doing it, he's not doing it like he's just a normal person because that would be a dick move. He's staring like like into the mayo and just won't break eye contact. It's just like a little more lettuce, please. You know what I mean? So the person's like, well, I don't want to be a dick to this mentally challenged person because mm. that would be terrible. And that's his genius. Oh, well, that's it. But he's he just hasn't. Made the right decisions. Kamar's stuck on the right. He decisions. really is. Yeah. yeah he, I mean, I think his, Tom Green has done well enough. The show. He's still living in L.A. He still makes money. He's obviously still touring for comedy. He birthed so many things and just sort of yeah yeah no he's doing stand up now and stuff. I think we've we've established though through fifty some odd episodes that usually the people that establish something don't get rich off it. It's That's the fair. person, th- sort of two or three after. That tends to slide in and perfect it. But I just feel like he right now he's the complete opposite of the Tom that was sitting on this couch. And that's fair enough. You're going to change over that time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was 10 years, so I would expect that. I guess he's 50 now then, right? Or close to it. He must be 49. Mm-hmm. He was Joe's age, yep. Ish. No, then he was 30. 41. Was, I thought he was 41. Maybe you're right. 42. No, remember he said, I had just turned 39. He said, I'm just, I'm about, remember, because he was talking about music. He's like, I don't think there's any good music. I know I just turned 39 and I'm about to hit that older age. I feel as if I'm there. Oh, yeah. He was thinking music was going to die. Like, oh, yeah. He had that total like, old man mentality. His, his opinion on what was going to happen with music is completely the opposite. Like, it's like, put it out there. It's, it's bigger than ever. Which, again, is so weird because mm-hmm. I talked to big stuff and he was like, the last time I spoke to him, I, he was talking about Tom. He's like, he's making some weirdo, like, electronica dubstep rap. And I was like, this guy thinks that music's going to die, but he's out there making dead music. Fuck off. Again, he made the wrong decision. <laughs> 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 they were trying to think of that Denzel movie for a while. I, I could not recall it either. And I'm just yelling out titles, but it reminded me of a Denzel movie I love, which is Fallen. Do you remember that movie? No. He's the, uh, there's like a devil. The devil gets inside of people by them touching them. And the theme song is time is on my side. You don't remember it? No. It's a great movie. I highly suggest you watch Denzel, it. Denzel, of course. Yeah. yeah. I thought they were talking about Man on Fire Highly for sure. Highly suggest. No, because he said that I right know. Away. And then yeah. Brian said Man on Fire and he said no. But I thought that, I was like, it's got to be Man on Fire. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck he was talking about, but Fallen. Knowing how bad Joe is at pop culture, it was probably a fucking, not even a Denzel movie. It was a different black actor. And they only had Brian on the search engine, so. Yeah, Jamie would have had that shit. Jamie would have had that shit right away. Especially a black and (laughs) African-American. He's on black Twitter. He's got that shit on lockdown. He's got that on lockdown. Uh, Very interesting moment. Because Joe says, you know, I forget everything all, all the time. He's being totally serious. I wonder if there's a supplement 
out there that helps you with your memory. I think this was the origin story of Alpha Brain. Well, him meeting Aubrey is obviously the origin well, yeah, story. Yeah, no, I know, but but they talk about something they're both on, and uh, but it Brian, wasn't it wasn't Alpha. Brian Brain. asked Joe how much you on. He's like, we'll talk about this after the show. It was like Revisitol or something. It wasn't Revisitol, but yeah, is it, Revisitol something? Well, I think that, that was, sounds like one of those made up like it does. Eh? I think I, <laughs> remember Arium. <laughs> Unobtainium. Unobtainium, yeah. Hard to get him. Recall he's cotton. Recall cotton. Oxycontin. Recall cotton. I just want to put this out there, okay, though, because you've been talking about what a genius he is, which I agree with. I think Tom Genius is maybe a stretch, but he, you know, he was a, an innovator before his time, for sure. Idiot savant. But like 100%. The, my bum is on your lips, that whole song. That's just annoying. Like, I don't even see the comic uh, value to that. You know what I mean? It was hilarious when it came out. Was it? I can't remember laughing at it. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I was totally into it, but I don't remember like... It was uh, so funny. I remember I'd had too much of Tom Green at this time. You're forgetting too that there's a video that accompanied it and that he's so deadpan just putting his ass on things. My bum is on the cheese. My bum is on the cheese. My bum is on the car. My bum is on the dog. Yeah, as you're saying it, I'm like, I can't imagine myself thinking that. Was I mean, funny. listen, I'm sitting here saying it deadpan, not laughing now. Yeah. So I don't think it's aged well. But you definitely thought it was funny at the time. Yeah, I mean, think about it too. It made it into a fucking Eminem song. So culturally, it was wildly significant. Well, I always thought it made it in because he was making fun of Tom Green. Tom Green seemed to think he was doing it as an homage to Tom Green. I don't think one way or the other. My point is if it was such a pop cultural thing that it made it into an Eminem song, which Eminem kind of thrived on the pop culture. So Fair enough. Never now, now answer my question, though. Do you think that it was Tom Green making fun of, or sorry, Eminem making fun of Tom Green, or Eminem, um, like... I don't think it was paying homage. I don't think it was... I also don't think it was making fun. I think he was point. I think he was pointing out the absurdity that Tom Green can go around putting his ass on stuff, and that Eminem says a few things, and people get all fucking... Right, okay, fair enough. That's yep. just what no, I think it no, was. That's fine. I think he was making fun of Tom Green. Okay. And apparently Tom couldn't put his ass on a couple of things. Yeah. <laughs> He lost his ball, too. I guess he lost it after this? Or was it before? No, he, he lost it with uh, Drew Barrymore. Oh, yeah, that's None right. Of, they didn't talk about that. Though. Oh, and then shit. Brian just, yeah, what a dickhead. I forgot he was even married to Drew Barrymore. Why? Brian's, you don't remember Brian in the no. middle of it? It's just like, he said something about Drew Barrymore, and I was like, what a fucking asshole. He did? I don't remember at all. Yeah. I don't remember what he said, but I'm just saying, yeah, he's been he's been doing stuff, and... Um, the fact that he, after all he's done, he's now here on Joe's Ro Rogan's couch 10 years ago, and where Joe Rogan has gone to just blows my mind. It must blow his mind, too, Tom Green. It must blow Joe's mind. Don't forget, too, Tom Green and they had their house burnt down to the ground, him and Drew Barrymore in L.A. Well, I'm trying to put that time frame in order here. Is he with Drew Barrymore when she's in like Charlie's? This? Yes. When she was in Charlie's Angels. MTV, Wasn't he in Charlie's MTV Angels? And, uh, he was in Charlie's he was Angels. In Charlie's That's Angels. why he was in Charlie's Angels. Is that where they met each other? Yep. I'm, I'm going to put uh, it out there. Maybe. Hmm. Um, and at the end of this, and this is, I, I found a little interesting. So Joe, it just shows you how far we've come. It's a very interesting ending. Because he really wants to talk about the aliens. And Joe is just like, 
He has a totally different opinion then than now, I think. Yeah, Joe sounded like me. He said Bob Lazar was full of shit, which we know now is he couldn't think farther from the truth. (laughs) Simon, which he couldn't think is farther from the truth. But Tom Green sounded like he was right into what was going on. Good friends with Dan Aykroyd? Is he good friends with Dan Aykroyd? I I don't know that, but he told a story about aliens shutting down nuclear plants. Yeah, so there are tons of stories about that. Oh, you've never told him. I haven't. I've never heard of that. Uh, uh, reactor getting shut down by aliens? Yeah. So, uh, I mean, Stephen Greer, that guy in his movie, they have a bunch of different... Doctor. I don't give him the doctor. Um, <laughs> a bunch of different generals talking about that happening. But that's like a whole thing that uh, on more than one occasion, apparently, that the UFOs have come and shut down nuclear plants. Why they're doing that? Who would This has been brought know? up on Rogan. Yeah, I thought I thought Joe's strongest stance was though he doesn't think there's a government cover up. He doesn't think all this stuff. He thinks sure there's aliens out there. Yeah, but none of that. Yeah, he's willing to entertain it all at all at all. Because right now he's in his anti belief state, right? So this is well before Joe Rogan questions everything. Yeah. Oh, oh, yes, 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 yes. So wait, so when is he like anti moon landing and all of that shit right around this time as well? May have come up. I know he's Operation Northwoods right now and stuff like that. Those conspiracy theories, but um, we need a Pepe Silvio Joe Rogan timeline yes. where we can string together all the fucking. I feel like the moon started in the newest studio because there's this house, Joe. And there's remember they had that room that was like had lights on it. And yeah, yeah. Weird lights but it was really time. dark. But it was really dark. Yeah, and then they had the studio with the pool table. And then the studio, the pool table. And that one, that one is when I think I remember okay. the, the moon. And then after the studio, the pool table, it's to the new one, right? Is that correct? The weird room with the weird light was the most, when it was just the shoot the shit stuff. Yeah. No, like getting deep dive into a topic or something like that. My favorite episode ever, though, was in that room with Joey Diaz and Doug Stanhope. Yeah. I was going to pick it for this one, but I knew there'd be nothing to talk about, so. Oh, there's got to be. People say stuff about what's going to happen with stuff. That, that's, the, that's the coolest thing. Is What's up, Simon? Well, I just remembered something from this episode that I didn't. I forgot to write down, but Doug Stanhope does the anti just for laughs. I don't remember what he called oh, so it. so funny. At the car wash? But he has a name for it. I, don't, I can't remember what it was. But yeah, he does it across the street at the car wash and just has a party. That's great, man. So obviously he got... Just for laughs. No, no. He got snubbed by just for laughs, I guess. Mm-hmm. But just wanted to go anyway. I wish I could remember what he called it. It made me laugh yeah, when I heard it. Is it is a funny name. It's a turn of phrase. Stanhope is the fucking best. But he was talking about how he got drunk and like almost got in a fight there. That's where the, the story came up. It's too bad. There's no one I feel like has lost their edge more than him. Doug, Doug? Stanhope? Yeah. I think he's still... Hold on. I think he's still very cutting with a pen. I just don't find... I don't know. I think alcohol kills you in the end. I agree. I like, think he... Atel is quit drinking. I think he's just out there baking in the soaking, sun, drink, soaking. just drinking all fucking day. Like, I don't think he's necessarily drinking. No, he's got to be drinking a lot. But I think he's just literally in that bar of his all fucking Marinating. day. Marinating. I and hope he, he golfs or something. He's just... Just living a crazy life, like with all the shit that happens to him with his wife and all, you know what I mean? Like everything. He's just, he's Doug. He's Doug Stanhope. He's a Hunter S. Thompson. Listen, I think he's one of the best ever. Mm-hmm. I would concur. Sucks. I have an autographed uh, One Direction vinyl that he autographed, but I can't find it. 
Why did he feature on that? No, he uh, he played Babylon, and I was living somewhere else. And Cynthia got uh, Cynthia was like, "Can you sign something for my friend Floyd? He's a big fan." So he grabbed a One Direction vinyl that was in the basement of Babylon, signed it. That's a unique. Right. Yeah, that's, well, that's kind of cool. That's probably worth a lot of money, actually. I doubt it's worth a lot of money. You just got it, Harry Styles to autograph it too. <laughs> yeah. And you're the big money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What else you got there for Tom? That's it, man. It ended on the that UFOs, and they just really didn't even talk that much because Joe dismissed everything so quickly. Tom, like that, he went out of his way to engage Joe in. He wanted to know about the nukes. He wanted to know about this, and Joe was just like, "No, ain't having it." Didn't have time for any conspiracy theories. I got to give Tom credit, though. He definitely reps Ottawa to the fullest. He mentioned Ottawa like... He knows where he's from. Yeah, yeah. He's Good not... Him, uh, but you know what I mean? There's a lot of people that are like, well, you know, I I, I, I spent some time in Ottawa, but I, like, I, I really was from Toronto. Like, I was born in Ottawa, but this guy is like, I'm from fucking Ottawa. That's where I did my shit. And he wasn't like... Like, I know where Tom grew up, too. He wasn't... Uh, like, he's in Ottawa, like, downtown. Well, you know what I mean? Like... Uh, He's not I saw Greeley them perform at uh, Bearmore's. Yeah. 613, baby. That's it. I, I mean, the takeaway for me for this whole episode was how he didn't mention the third member of Organized Rhyme. Takeaway for me was I shouldn't hate Tom for blocking me on Twitter. I'm not a big deal. I don't really give a shit. He's, he's been through a lot. <laughs> and I still stand by it, Kamar. I don't think he's made any necessarily poor decisions marrying drew barrymore is definitely a bad idea but i don't think he made any real bad decisions i think it's more just a victim of circumstance like i said i don't i don't think the first to anything is usually the one that gets rich i think the first to anything kicks open the door and then you know it's usually the the next couple of people through that really tend to it's not fair but this is like 10 years ago and i heard him recently sort of discuss bad decisions he made on okay uh, fair enough your mom's house. Okay. That, that's sort of just what I was referencing, but... I mean, hold on. Keep in mind, I'm not sitting there saying he's only made good decisions. I think also you could take anyone in Hollywood and they could probably sit there and tell you, oh, I made... These are 10 really bad decisions I made. I died... But on the flip coin, he has a... The flip coin. He's got a Bose here, like a brand of beer that has a name on it. He must be making money off that. And uh, yeah. he also does some sort of liquor. So he's doing stuff. He's just... I would see he's so perfect for the internet space, but he just avoided it all till now. I mean, I think though you 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 hit the nail on the head when you said you were like I had had enough of Tom Green. I think the difference with Joe is that like Joe was on news radio and then kind of you know did I, did kept doing stand up and did a little bit of UFC, but the UFC wasn't big, and then he stuck with the UFC thing, and then when he started his podcast. It was new. You know, Tom Green was just like around the, the too much. The industry definitely never like put Joe in your face, whereas MTV, all this stuff put Tom in your face. That's what like, I'm saying. Jesus, enough. Yeah. So I think it was diff- It would have been difficult for him to pull off the podcast Joe has, given how in your face he was and how much you saw of him for so long. I think it was easy to tire of him. Whereas Joe came along at the perfect time and then just ended up getting all the right guests. And his personality is perfect for it. But he was standing on top of his roof with that television executive who was telling him to yeah. stay away from the internet come to tv we'll get you there and the buddha broke that's my theory did no listen i'm not i'm not against, about they i'm not against that i like that theory go ahead simon did he ever do a podcast Kamar? yeah he tried to, everything but it's just like some of these guys i don't have fifty thousand people right away they're discouraged well you're forgetting too what kamar brought up earlier was that 
he had the YouTube talk show set up before there was YouTube. And it cost him a shitload of money. He had servers in his own house. The upkeep on those servers was insane. And he didn't need any of that. If he just waited five years, six years. Well, he started it, but just way more low-fi or low-budget sure. to try to make it big leagues. The point was he spent he spent a staggering amount of money. Like, think about if we had spent $15,000 on doing this. We would have, you know, you feel this, pressure. this would have been a lot. To yeah, come of it this faster. would have been a lot tougher. But having spent less than $1,000, it, it, you know, it gave Gorilla us space. Radio! Yeah. Simon's done. He's so, look at him. He's we have to enough. go to a birthday party now. You too? Who? My sister. Oh, he's going with you? That's fun. I did fun. not remember that was going on. You're not going to go? It's all right. We'll see. Which happens. sister? Julia. Oh. Happy birthday, Julia. Well, that's nice. I'll swing. swing by on my way home. All right. Well, uh, thanks for tuning in to another episode of This Won't Age Well. We love you, patrons. And uh, Bob Green. Yeah. Auto's oh, old. rate it. Uh, Simone. This one gets... Uh, Three seven five, come on! We get a four, four and a half for me. Mm-hmm. I just thought this was a great. It, it kind of had as a throwback. It had it all. It had aliens for you. Mm. He some Ottawa talk. We got the origins like like Brian. Brian was geeking out hard over Tom being there too. Like Brian oh, was yes, like yes, Brian yes. was like, dude, you were the guy. Like even Joe was like, why don't you suck his dick more, Brian? Very excited. Yeah, I mean, I sorry. Just thinking back now, what I don't get too is. They watched the organized rhyme video. Well, they didn't watch the whole. They didn't watch the the whole thing. Like they're all walking around because he has his DJ table with him. It's like around his neck or something. But that was it. Was he just the DJ? He was the DJ. DJ, Yeah. Nah. Well, you get get no play. He had a verse on one song. He was in the band, though. You know, and he had a DJ song. One whole song, though, just him cutting. Simon, who's DJ Yella? From NWA. Oh, okay. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Well, you almost caught you. <laughs> but you see what I mean? Like, if you're the DJ, it's kind of fucking nope. But to blood, even say blood. it was a two-man group, like, yeah, they were two rappers, well, but it, it was a three-man group. It was a two-man rap group. Listen, I'm obviously enraged by the lack of props yeah. that he was throwing out. Maybe to, he did uh, make all the music because that's what he thinks. And he now said. I have to find out. No, if Tom said Tony he made Ferguson all the music. Is he did brother. say he made all the music. Yeah, Tom said I made all the music. So he was really just a he just spun the records. He was really just a place. They were buddies, so obviously something happened that they weren't buddies. Listen, I feel bad for this guy, especially if his brother's Tony Ferguson, because that means he's just he's living in so many shadows right he was now. Rip man, he's a nice guy. He's a quiet kid. Guys, again, thank you so much for listening. Um, as we mentioned before, if you enjoy this uh, throwback series, there's tons more available on our Patreon, patreon.com slash JREE podcast. Um, you can follow us on Twitter. It's JREE podcast. You follow us on Instagram, JREE podcast. If you want to send us an email, it's JREE podcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can follow Kamar on Instagram at Kamar Babar. Uh, and you can follow Simon on Instagram at Bigfoot Sighting Societies. Society, sorry. And uh, you can follow me on Instagram, at Floydy, F-L-O-Y-D, with five E's. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great week. And as Simon would say, keep your fucking eyes open. Eu cheguei de muito longe E a viagem foi tão longa